You are now listening to the Social Selling Podcast. Introducing your host, Daniel Disney. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, we're about to give you all our tips and tricks. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, Daniel Disney in the mix. They say that your net worth's your net worth, but you don't really know where to start first. No need to stress, learn from the best, every episode after the next. Step away from the ways that we used to sell. Nowadays, emails don't do so well. Cold calls getting wrote off. Oh no. But you can amplify that when you social sell. Daniel Disney will provide. What a guy. The ultimate LinkedIn sales guide. Daniel Disney will provide. What a guy. The ultimate LinkedIn sales guide. Let this be your playbook for social selling. Learn to paint a vivid picture with storytelling so compelling that they have to click. Build a brand that sticks. So listen up, we're about to give you all our tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. Damn, Daniel. Hello and welcome to the Social Selling Podcast with me, your host, Daniel Disney. This show is designed to bring you the latest, greatest tips, tricks, and strategies in the world of LinkedIn and social selling. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to our two amazing sponsors. First of all, Gong.io, the biggest and best revenue intelligence platform. They help you capture customer interactions across calls, meetings, and emails, understand what's being said in those interactions, and deliver real-time insights that help you win more deals. So please make sure you go and check out Gong if you haven't already, and also Outreach, the biggest and best sales engagement platform out there. They help you drive efficient growth with every single interaction by making every customer-facing rep wildly productive, optimizing customer lifecycle for revenue fit, and collaborating securely at scale. So go and check out Outreach. Go and check out Gong. We're grateful for their support. And with that, let's dig in to today's episode. Welcome back to the Social Selling Podcast. Today, I am joined by someone who I massively look up to in the space. And, and one of the key things I wanted to do with this podcast is find real people that are really using LinkedIn and, and social selling and delivering real results, not just your traditional uh, experts and, and book authors that you often see, but the real people on the front line that are actually leveraging it. And today, I have got William Gay from Cognizant, who has created some amazing bits of content that have reached far and wide in the world of LinkedIn. And I know behind the scenes, uh, Will and the team at Cognizant really take social selling seriously, along with all other areas of, of selling. And that's been incremental to their massive and very fast and continued growth as a business. Uh, so really excited to kind of dig into Will's journey uh, into, into sales and, and certainly how and what he's doing in the world of social selling to deliver some great results. So Will, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for that amazing intro, Dan. I'm honored to be here. Um, yeah, as, as Dan said, I'm an account executive now at Cognizant. I've probably only been in sales for 16 months, but although that professionally or truthfully, probably all of my life. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, I've been sort of heavily hitting social and I pretty much live on LinkedIn, <laughs> I, I think, probably about... I, I, 
I dedicate a lot of time to that every single day, pretty much just reading and learning. And it's a, it's a great platform for anyone in sales to do that as well. Yeah. And that's really good to hear. And I know, you know, you invest a lot of sort of time and, and effort and resource into LinkedIn, but I also know, I mean, you know, we're recording this, this is sort of 2.30 UK time and you're just coming off the back of six demos starting at eight this morning. So, you know, it goes beyond just using LinkedIn. I know you and the team, you know, are very, uh, I say aggressive in the positive way. You are driven in using the phone, video and, and all kind of other other methods. Um, how have you found, I mean, as you say, you've only been in sales a short period of time in comparison to, to a lot of people out there. How have you found that journey coming into sales? And how do you find using so many different platforms uh, going back to when it would have just been the phone, for example? Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely right. Cognizant is uh, a massively multi-channel um, company. We, I firmly believe, and I think this is the same mindset, across the company that you need to go to where your prospects live. So for some people, that is social. Some people love to engage with people on social. Um, some people, you need to call them on, a, on their direct line. Some people, it's the office line, uh, an email, uh, some direct mail. You really have to go to your prospects, um, sort of their medium. So if you're not doing all of them, you're missing out on a big chunk of the market here. Um, but yeah, if when I started in sales, it was definitely overwhelming. <laughs> I had a, I had a rocky, rocky start to Cognizant. Um, I, I gave my interview all the gas. I said, yes, David, David's our inside sales director. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll double the target. I'll get 20 SQOs. Uh, and I finished on one and our target was 10 <laughs> in our first month. Um, there's now a ramping target, like six, eight, 10, but that's still not the point. It was uh, quite an embarrassing and quite a rocky start uh, for me, actually. And what, how did you turn that around then? Uh, serious, a serious amount of hours, amount of hard work. I think there wasn't a living moment that I wasn't awake in consuming sales books. I must have read about 10 books in the first month, podcasts on my way to and from work, um, listening to pretty much... We've got a Slack channel that we put the recording of our best calls in. So just dissecting everyone's best calls um, for like for weeks. I turned it around pretty quickly, actually, which is quite nice. Um uh, in the second month, I did 130% and then 160% and then 150% of target. So wow. it was a quick, quick turnaround. But I think that's a lot of it was the dedication to the hours that I was prepared to put in. And then also, I'm not a natural salesperson. So I found the pattern and stuff hard uh, and everything. There must have been a hundred post-it notes all over my desk with different <laughs> phrases because I couldn't, I just couldn't process all the information. It was an overload for me completely. I'd come from like an events background to sales where I hadn't be, had to suddenly think about what I said rather than just having a drink and having a laugh with people. And it was, yeah, it was too much for me to start with. I really like, and there's so much that people can take away from everything you've just said. So many little nuggets. I mean, one of the key things is your work ethic and your drive, your commitment. And, you know, people don't have to work ridiculous hours to be successful. You invested a lot and you reaped the benefits of that. You know, you achieved massively over target, but you put the work in. You probably still would have hit target, taken out a percentage of those hours. Some people don't want to work 70, 80 hours a week and others are, are happy to do so. You reap what you sow, you get what you put in. But I love how you immersed yourself. Look, I think the best salespeople aren't natural salespeople. Selling isn't 
what it used to be. Everyone thinks you have to have the gift of the gab. You have to have, you know, the gift of persuasion and the ability to talk to to anyone. And actually the people that aren't natural at selling are often better at it because they don't go out there to sell. They go out there to, to help. And uh, I love your dedication to the, to the role by learning, by consuming, by surrounding yourself with everything you needed to sell. Um, sort of moving past those first few months. I mean, as you say, you've been in sales for, you know, coming up to 16 months, you've had two promotions in that time and, and a lot of success. How is that how have you continued doing that and how has it sort of changed from that initial sort of big push? Um, I still start work at seven, <laughs> pretty much most days. Um, I used to be first one in the office, mostly last one to leave. And I still don't often find time for lunch, but I, I do not work. I try and work a little bit less, you know, I, I'm a much more dedicated in the hours that I do work. Um, but, I've always been of the mindset that you, you get paid your salary for your nine to five and you get your commission for everything you do beyond the nine to five and you go above and beyond your other people. And that, I think that's always the mentality that I'll take moving forward forever. Um, it, it helps. I come from a farmer's background that every time my mum was like, yeah, you want some money? Clean the car. I had to work for everything. So I've got no issues just sort of getting on with it and getting it done uh, and just putting those hours in to be honest. It's a rare thing it. these days, I think, having that drive and work ethic, that sort of understanding that if you want something, you have to go get it. And I think that's that's going to be a quote, Will, in the future when, <laughs> when you're a, a sales rock star, you know, famous in the sales industry, that's going to be a quote. You're nine to five, you earn your salary for your nine to five, you earn your commission for everything else. I really love that. Cement <laughs> that one down. Um, when did LinkedIn become part of the sales mix? Was it from day one? And and how was that journey of kind of learning how to use it? So initially, I just asked a few friends sort of, I asked this one guy at work who I sort of looked up, I still look up to as well, Hector. And he, he was like, just follow like these five or six people. Um, and it's a good place to start. And then, yeah, it was pretty much from sort of week one or week two and just sort of asking people what to do. And then I, I just sort of dedicated a bit of time every day. Like when I'm on the, it's, I don't use any other social media now, pretty much. Like my, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Snapchat, they're still on my phone, but they're folded away in another folder with all the notifications off. LinkedIn's the only one on my home screen now, which as a 25 year old, just also sounds a little, uh, 26 now actually, but also sounds a little bit sad um, to some people listening, I'm sure. But why would I use any other social media when I can open LinkedIn every day, find something else to learn, something to engage with, something that I find interesting and actually make money from using a social media? I'm not an influencer. So to be able to do do that on LinkedIn is just uh, brilliant for me. And it, yeah, it's uh, something that you can't miss out on actually. I think we we are very similar people. I've always been one first in, last out, very driven. And that was the big thing that allured me to LinkedIn seven, eight years ago was, okay, here's a social network that I'm learning, I'm connecting, I'm selling, I'm making money from. Um, you know, the opportunities there are, are, are massive. How have you found, because I mean, let's bring this up now, because, you know, you did a post quite recently, which went viral. And, you know, there is no formal definition for the numbers required for viral. I think if you just look at the landscape on LinkedIn, you know, anything generating above 200 likes is into viral. 
territory and your post 974 likes currently and it will continue to grow um forever uh 129 comments and you know with those sort of engagement figures i imagine the views were 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 massive in the in the tens of thousands maybe 180,000 views 80,000 yeah insane um i'm gonna i'm gonna read the post out to everyone who's listening but obviously please uh you know go and and, and follow will on uh on on linkedin and if you go through his activity feed you'll get to see the post in its full glory um but what you had was an image of a, of a slack conversation you had with your sales director which um sort of had the question who spoke to this company i just got cold called someone told them i love a cold call and they knew a lot about our process so this was the image and then your post, and I, I'm going I'm to read this out. Um, it sort of started off with the headline, I gave out my sales director's phone number, dot, dot, dot. Couple of spaces. And then you go into the story. Last week, I got a cold call from another SDR. Cognizant was in her target account list and she was looking to book a meeting. I thought I'll help her like I wish everyone would help me when I call the wrong person. I gave her his work number. Then I gave her the correct email so she could follow up effectively. I opened his calendar and told her what time would be the best to call that day. Then I told her what time would be best to ask for a meeting in the coming days provided some info about our processes and gave some insight into my sales director's personality. My sales director said the conversation gripped him because as soon as the call connected, the SDR said, hi, David, I've heard you like a cold call. (laughs) If you're an SDR, are you using other SDRs to help you get the meeting? Uh, And then you tagged in your sales director. I'm sorry, but I know you love uh, a cold call. Hashtag help an SDR out. And, you know, beyond the fact that the message was was fantastic, um, you know, this is what social selling is about. It's about sharing content and stories that are beneficial to your audience and and your industry. Just talk us through the process of, I think there's a funny story about (laughs) the process of writing this post, but where did the sort of, inspiration to, to share that come from <laughs> every time i uh, think about that post i still crack up about the story actually because it's <laughs> it is just quite quite funny good good david he's a great sport to be honest he i, I think a few there's it's not the first time his number's been given out and it's quite <laughs> funny as well because it, it's always another funny story every time it does um on this particular occasion, it was the morning. It was a Friday morning. We'd had our first staff social out in a long time or something the day before. Uh, so I was a little bit fuzzy that morning and just maybe a little bit tipsy from the night before still. And just thought, you know what? Why not? This would be funny. Um, <laughs> and then our company actually off do every now and then some incentives to run LinkedIn posts. They think it's very good. And it just so happened that day that I'd given the number out was the very same day that uh, David put all the messages in Slack. It was quite funny. Um, and then also uh, we had, they announced that competition. I was like, well, I'm, I love winning a competition <laughs> and I don't win them very often. I'm not that a competitive person. And I was like, yeah, this is really funny. So I just, wrote up the post to be honest i didn't expect it to go as viral as it did um obviously it helps because you got the gripping subject line 
uh, like at the top, I gave out my sales director's phone number, which everyone's going to be like, oh no. Um, and then obviously some, some funny images of his, the sack conversation in the group channel with all the SDR team, where he's like, who's giving it out? They know loads. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, it was quite a funny place to be fair. It's got, I, I always give out phone numbers for SDRs. If if an SDR wants me to get cognizant, I'm probably like the, one of the best people to call. My number's <laughs> on my LinkedIn. I'm always on my phone. I always call the number back and I'll probably put you in contact with the right person. Um, there you go. Anyone so... who wants to sell to cognizant, <laughs> Will's your guy, give him a call and he will, uh, he will connect the dots. I think, Will, as you said, what really stands out in this is that you've got that really hooking opening line i gave out my sales director's phone number and by the way what i love about this is it's not clickbait this is this is a real story real insights but what i think is the cherry on top what i think helped make this go viral is you know good subject very relevant well told story humorous um very relevant but it's that inspiring end if you're an SDR, are you using other SDRs to help you get meetings? Because 99% of them out there won't be doing that. That's not how they're trained. That's not how they're led or coached. Uh, that's not the common routes to getting customers. And it would have been a huge eye-opener to so many sales reps, sales development reps out there to think, wow, what a great idea. Um, I'm going to try that. And I bet you've helped without even realizing loads of salespeople probably generate more opportunities just by sharing that story. Um, so yeah, not surprised it went viral at all. You ticked all the boxes. Um, has how has it impacted you? What sort of other conversations you have you had that have come from this post? Yeah, so I had quite a few conversations with prospects. Some of them last. I even tagged someone, an account executive at a company that I was trying to prospect to, in the no. post, being, "Come on, give me his number." Um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, she didn't find it as funny. But never mind, humor's not for everyone. Um, yeah. In that case, but yeah, I mean, I had a few prospects laugh. Occasionally, when I call someone or I hop on a demo, they know who I am, which is always funny because I do a lot of work with an SDR community in London. The SDRs of London, like mm-hmm. Wiser. So, I mean, that's sort of where a lot of the social selling comes from. We do a lot of sort of group work together on social posting and engagement and that sort of thing um, and like helping each other out. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely, it's, it's hilarious when I get a call and about, oh, we'll get from Cognizant. And I'm like, oh, I'm not that famous. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. And do you know, I always say this, a lot of companies, most sales teams out there, there is at least one person who just naturally gels to, to LinkedIn and, and social. And I think this is one of those examples where, where, you know, and you've already said you're so dedicated to what you're doing. You've gelled to LinkedIn really naturally and you've got it in you. And, you know, it, I know it sounds sort of self-centered and quite silly, really, but you have got it in you to sort of become a micro influencer, to become, uh, you know, a key personal brand. And, you know, as long as you continue doing what you're doing, and I hope, Cognism continue to kind of invest in that for you. Um, you you see it. You see the the Tom Boston's on in in Sales Loft. You see the Sarah Braziers from from Gong. You know they are those individuals that are able to then elevate their business. Um, is it something you want to kind of continue doing? Did you, I mean? Did you enjoy writing it? Did you enjoy the response? Yeah, completely. It's I, I love it. It's it's so funny as well. Like it, it's great fun. Um, 
what I what I'm still trying to do, and obviously you mentioned Sarah Brazier and Tom Boston, who have both got these fantastic, unique styles. Um, Tom's videos are just hilarious. <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening to this and you haven't watched them, then you are missing out. And LinkedIn even commented on this post uh, the other day, which is even funnier, um, <laughs> saying because he was describing the stories. Um, but yeah, and then. But for me, I'm still sort of finding my feet. And one thing that I do just to ensure that I'm consistently using LinkedIn is just micro-engagements, adding like a comment that adds value to something rather than necessarily original content all the time. I probably don't actually post that much or enough as I should, but I'm always engaging with the people that I want to engage with and always sort of sort of connecting and filling people's feed with my name, uh, commenting on something else. Because I think that's just important as putting a post out yourself. Massively, and I see some comments get more engagement than the posts themselves. You know, comments are an amazing opportunity to not only share your thoughts and knowledge, but to give value to the person posting it. And that could be a prospect, it could be a customer, could be someone in your industry. I think what a lot of people listening or watching this are going to be interested in is how do you fit it in your day? As I just mentioned, you know, you were up at working seven, eight this morning, you've done six demos already. How and when do you fit in LinkedIn to your kind of working day? Well, before when we were working in the office, it was easy. You'd whip it out when you were eating your lunch or you would do it on your way um, into the office and the bus. And it's quite like, that's an easy way. I don't have to commute now, which means that I pretty much just sit in front of my desk constantly. Um, so it's, it's, to be honest, it's when I'm bored I, I, in front of the TV. I'll, I'll probably normally just gravitate towards my phone if I'm watching TV and do LinkedIn while watching TV at the same time. It's not hard. If I want, Sometimes I will probably sit down and dedicate half an hour to thinking about some content or a post or just researching and looking. But often it's just five minutes here, five minutes there. Um, it's just filling those, those times when I would normally be doing nothing with something that's quite valuable to me. I think that's really good. I, I think people are going to find that quite interesting because there's this sort of pre conception that you have to dedicate hours every day to, to LinkedIn. And you're right. I think a lot of the most successful people, they're not just sitting on LinkedIn all day, every day, crafting content and you know engaging and stuff. They're just finding those pockets of time on the way to work, before your next call, whilst you're having lunch or when you get back from lunch, before you finish your shift, after you finish your shift. You know, there are pockets of opportunities everywhere. I mean, I always like, you know, everyone has the same 24 hours a day, it's, it's how you use them. And everyone will have that time that you have to kind of commit to, to LinkedIn. Are there any days when you find it sort of tougher to find time for LinkedIn or do you tend to be quite consistent? I mean, there are days when I'm doing six demos back to back for sure. But no, it's, I, I mean, the easiest recipe for here to help someone if they want to improve their like LinkedIn and their outreach is move all your apps like I did. Move Instagram and Facebook and everything to another page and put LinkedIn where they were. And, and you'll naturally just start using LinkedIn instead because you wouldn't believe how much time, if you're a youngish youngish person, how much time you just spend scrolling on Instagram. I think when I moved all of those apps to different folders, my like, sort of screen time and then went from several hours a day to about 15 minutes and I opened them just wow. to reply to a message and then shut it again. <laughs> um, and yeah, my screen time on LinkedIn is now the, obviously the highest one, but still hopefully it's not as high. My notifications on that are off as well. 
Yeah, I, I I haven't had notifications um on ever. I just I think it's too too distracting and 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 not relevant. As long as you're checking it on a semi consistent basis, like you say, as you are the those sort of five ten minute pockets of time that you have, you can keep on top of your your messages and and your content. Um, I think notifications can be very interrupting, both at work and and outside of work. But that's a great tip. I love that. Hide away some of your other social media platforms, and your focus will then head towards LinkedIn. But that's a choice you have to make if you want to get more from LinkedIn, if you want to use it to, to sell more, then the more you put into it doing the right things, the more you'll um, the more you'll sort of get out. What are some of your top tips then, Will, having sort of been very successful in your career today at, at Cognizm? What are some of your top sales and, and social selling tips for other uh, sort of early sales reps that are, uh, are trying to be successful? Yeah, I think we, we're doing the, the SDRs and LinkedIn sort of campaign at the moment where we put up the top tips. And so if you an SDR and you want to search that, you can search it and you'll see loads of people's top tips. Mine, actually, I put them up the other day. Um, we're sort of, my favorite one here is be relentless. Like I am, I am a relentless person. I am like, I won't go away until you tell me to go away. I start work early. I finish work late. I, I put loads and loads of hours in. And I think that puts the same across to LinkedIn. Just do five minutes here and there, but don't stop. Keep going. Make five comments on five posts. Engage with your prospects. If you actually want them to know who you are, you should start putting in good industry content out there and sort of stuff that's relevant. And it doesn't even have to be about you. It should just be something that's interesting. Most of the information I share with prospects is stuff that Cognizant didn't create these days. <laughs> it's stuff by other people. It's just really interesting that I know helps them. Um, and I think that's uh, a better way of getting your name out there as well. Um, and then other tips would just be alongside uh, being relentless is being hungry. So you just always want more um, and being humorous as well. So um I think my whole, it took me about six months to find my style in sales. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing okay, but I was having to put in so much work to get the results that other people were just getting sort of naturally and stuff. And I was just doing so many more hours. And I just sort of started having a laugh with prospects. If I'm honest, most of the time when I call with someone, I spend as much time taking the mick out of them as I do asking them questions. Um, and that was actually when I went from doing 13 sort of SQOs, 14 SQOs to 28, 27, uh, 25. And like just booking in so many more meetings. I booked in like three months in a row. I booked more than a hundred meetings in inbound and outbound. And then like 20, 27 SQOs was my outbound record uh, alongside 45 inbound SQOs. So I was busy. And most of that was especially the outbound stuff was just having a laugh with prospects. Don't taking myself to not taking myself too seriously and not taking my product or my cold call too seriously either. And uh, yeah, that's definitely where you'll see results is I think humor. Everyone loves to laugh. Oh, they do. And, and, you know, we all know people buy from people and, and humor is one of the best ways of showing them that you're just a human being. You're not just trying to sell them something. You're not reading off of a script. You're not following some sort of process dot to dot. You're having a human conversation with them. You're having fun, not taking yourself seriously or them seriously, but you know, you want to try and find out if you can help them. And it's amazing to see the difference that made on your sales results. But I love those three things. Relentlessness is such an important thing. Salespeople give up too early. That's one of the biggest downfalls a lot of salespeople have is they give up too early. They they quit calling, they quit following up. Um, and 
maybe just one or two more touch points and actually they could have converted that sale. So relentlessness is, is a great one. Um, and, and humor is, is, is crucial. So I think everyone who's listened to this episode is going to take tons and tons of, uh, away from it. What do you see happening in the sort of sales and, and certainly the social selling world sort of over the next few months? And, and as we go into sort of you know, 2021. Um, do you see any changes? I mean, you've been in sales for you know a year and a half now. What have you seen change, and, and where do you see it kind of heading? Yeah, it's an interesting one. What's the changes going on? I think people are—they're definitely responding to messages less on LinkedIn, and like, there's just a flood of automated messages from automated messaging services. You're probably victim to them endlessly, Daniel. I, I even get a few and I'm not really that high up in my company. And I'm like, did you even search properly on sales now? <laughs> um, but so I think people are looking for more original content and like rather they, they're less open to an outbound message on LinkedIn. Not that they're not, like if your message is good and well tailored, then it will work. But if you're just praying and spraying, then I think that is sort of going out the window because people are so much more aware of everyone in the marketplace if you're not sort of social selling or like doing stuff on LinkedIn, you're missing a huge chunk of the pie and like a big chunk of the market. And I think that's definitely the way that things are gravitating towards. Yeah, I totally agree. The spray and pray approach. And it scares me how many companies and sales teams use these automated software. I mean, you're right, I get so many and I don't know who thinks it's a clever idea to do. Just throw as much stuff at the wall and, and see what sticks. The time it takes doing a little bit of homework and making it as much about them as possible, you'll convert so much more. Yes, you might send you know, fewer messages and have fewer conversations, but you'll convert more of them. So it works out better in the long run. Um, so I, I agree. I, I do think that's exactly where it's going. And we're going to see the sort of focus being more on the quality of the conversation than the quantity of conversations or quantity of attempted um, attempted conversations. Oh, look, honestly, Will, I have, I have learned some stuff in this and I found this massively inspiring. I think for anyone who's working in sales now, they're going to have learned uh, a lot from this. SDRs of London is a fantastic group and I love seeing the posts that, that you're all doing. So for any of the SDRs uh, watching or listening to this, make sure you go and check it out um, and, and follow Will. And if you want to sell to Cognizant, Will's your guy. He'll connect you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my number's on my LinkedIn. So if it's a good cold call, then I'll probably set you up. Uh, and, and obviously for everyone listening, uh, check out Cognizant. They are an amazing uh, uh, sales platform out there. Uh, I can attest to that myself. Will, thank you so much for joining uh, joining me on the podcast today. Uh, keep up the fantastic work on LinkedIn. I'm looking forward to uh, more of these funny stories and, and insights. I think you know, you've really found your voice now. And that's always the challenge. You, you do it by you know, putting yourself out there, which you clearly do. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see that grow. And obviously a shout out to Tom Boston, who we've mentioned his videos are, uh, are, are top quality and that's his kind of unique style in this. Will, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone watching and listening to this today. I will see you on the next episode. Great. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Will, Cheers. thank you again. Take care. Damn, Daniel. 